Folks, welcome to another episode of the number one damn left-wing podcast in the state of South Dakota, Radio Free SD. As always, I'm your host, John, and I'm here with my homie who got the ass that just won't quit, Matt. How you Uh, doing? This little fatty dumper of mine is sit squarely in an excellent fucking chair. I'm comfortable. And I'm ready to talk. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that, Matt. I'm, I'm glad to hear your ass is being um, cradled by a, a nice mm-hmm, chair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this episode, you know, you, you all know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're talking about the same thing everybody's talking about right now. I mean, I mean you know, obviously... Uh, there was a bunch of shit that went down on the 6th uh, in D.C. Um, where basically, you know, there was this big stop the steal rally um, for, uh, you know, Trump supporters. And about what it's probably like a, it was like around a thousand, maybe a little bit more uh, showed up to the Capitol uh, and basically um, stormed the Capitol ransacked uh, the congressional offices, uh, made them evacuate Congress in the middle of a session uh, while they were certifying Joe Biden's electoral uh, votes. Um, And, uh, you know, now we're kind of, it's been a couple days later, we're all starting to see the fallout and and the the effects, the short-term implications of uh, what happened in the Capitol. and so, we're, you know, we're just going to talk about that, spit out our hot takes, um, discuss the issue. Um, because, I mean, you know, it was a pretty fucking crazy thing that went down. Um, and, uh, you know, I was at work when it when I first saw what was happening and made it really difficult to work. I'm not going to lie. Like, me and my coworkers were all talking about it. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah, it was very surreal to mm-hmm. watch. I'll say that. Um, I mean, as it was happening, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, they're not going to succeed, are they? They're not going to succeed. And, um, and they didn't, of course. But there was that brief moment where I was like, every time I've said, this isn't going to happen, you know, for a very long time, something similar to it, the thing I didn't think was going to happen, did happen. Um, thankfully, uh, they weren't successful. But, uh, I think... I mean, they were successful in a way, but they, I mean, they didn't stop Joe Biden. From well, no, I mean, but see, to them, uh, Joe Biden's a communist. So, like, uh, this is the end of the world for them. Uh, you know, I don't even know if it's so much that, like, Joe Biden is just like a communist or whatever. I think for them, it's just more that they love Daddy Trump and they didn't want to see him go. You know, you know, that's a very pleasant way of thinking about it. I, I think that's really sweet, John. That's very... I mean, they do they do think that Joe Biden is a communist, but I I really don't think that's their main motivation. No. I mean, besides the fact that they're Nazis, yeah. make uh, no I fucking mean, mistake. If you're listening Donald to this Trump, and you're an you American know. and you're like, well, I mean, they're just normal Americans, you know, that they just you know, like listen, I know it may be normal to support Trump in the United States. About seventy some million people do. Um, Trump is still a fascist uh, and. If you don't want to be called a fascist, don't support Trump. So when we use the terms fascist and Nazi in this recording, um, 
we mean people like you. So that's all I have to say about that. Just to get that out of the way. I can't imagine there's that a, a Trump supporter. Well, I mean, if there's someone listening who's like teetering on having, you know, some awareness about leftist thought and is still hesitant to call people who support Trump fascists or Nazis, um, uh, I would... I would consider still tuning in, even if you're a little resistant to this, because this is an important moment for you to be educated, because this is uh, not just like calling it a coup is probably not the right word. Insurrection is much better. Maybe an auto auto coup or just riot. I mean, this the purpose it served was to, quote unquote, stop the steal, but they couldn't do that. Trump encouraged it as well, which is hilarious. Um um, but, you know, the, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, there's there's been a lot of hand-wringing, liberal hand-wringing and left-wing hand-wringing about, um, you know, um, kind of just like, like the, the one thing I wanted to specifically nitpick about was, you know, some of these people... Um, coming out there and, and you know mostly these so-called uh, quote-unquote post-left people you know coming out and being like well uh, the democrats uh, ignored rural areas uh rural workers and now here we are um and um it's frustrating because i mean it is true that the democratic party has ignored rural workers but um these people who went to the capital were not working class um this is a movement of uh, the middle and upper classes this is a, a, a petty bourgeois movement, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's really frustrating. Um, well, the key supporters see... of fascism are always like in the middle class, people who don't understand how capitalism functions. And I mean, always that was a... true. Yeah. That was true even in Nazi Germany to the bitter end. It was true end, in the Nazis. It was true in uh, Franco's to the bitter end, Spain. Um, yes. Exactly. To the bitter end, the the workers were, were mostly with the Social Democrats and the Communist Party. Um, uh, you know, they were not they're most more more the Communist Party than the, the Social Democrats. But um, you know, even this that kind of history of fascist movements where you know it's kind of portrayed like Nazi Germany was the one the the country they were so dangerous because they managed to get some of the working class and. You know, maybe that's that's probably true to some a small extent, but you know, the majority of uh, the the movement in Nazi Germany in the the 30s and 40s it was not a working class movement at all. It, it kind of tried to pretend to be, um, but it certainly wasn't um, uh, in, in its actual makeup was not a working class movement. Um, and I think that's very true today for the the Trump movement. And I, I really think um, you know anybody who's telling you that you know, uh, the Republican party is becoming the party of the workers or, you know, this type of bullshit. Um, in so far as like optics it, it, or, it, yeah, um, it's, it's signifiers. All yeah, sure. Yeah. They're it's more a culture willing war to bullshit. do that. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely. That's a very good way. Of, it's the culture. Like war yes. You know, it's just like the Republican party is as much of a party of the workers as the democratic party is, which is to say, it's not at all. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I think one of the things that's problematic is that the Democrats simply cannot resist feeling smart. 
Um, <laughs> and so their yeah, whole being thing. Smug as fuck. <clears throat> well, they're smug. They're assholes, and they think that like, especially I see some bullshit. Like after the election, I saw something that was like, "Here's the places that get more funding to education, and they're more blue stated." Um, the places that get more education. It's like, see, the people who support Trump are uneducated dipshits. And it's like, mm, so you really are not, not help. You're not helping the image of the Democrats as being an elitist, you know, rag nightmare. Um, and I think, um, too, like, there's not, it's not just that. Like, there's also, like, a cultural aspect of there is deliberately by right-wing media and right-wing propaganda is this push to view intellectualism and view education as a threat to people's you know stability that intellectuals are working against people and that intellectuals and that education itself works to harm the u.s which is of and course I mean, fucking true. nonsense well i mean it's true in a certain sense but not in the sense that they well uh, are thinking you know to them they're saying Oh, you know, in school they're teaching our kids that America was the worst country, and which is you know, ridiculous. You the, go the, to college the, the, and you become the colleges, a I, or whatever. Like, colleges are fucking. Like, I can't believe anyone believes that colleges are like these left wing, like hey yeah, things. like every college yeah. I've ever went to has not functioned, and even the furthest uh, left I could find is like always like, well, capitalism ultimately is the ultimate good. And the problem is to, like, um, this is a Gramscian idea. <clears throat> Sorry, I need to fucking clear my throat. Um, Gramsci talked about this pretty extensively, how a big problem for leftist movements is that access to education is usually only held by people in upper classes to, like, upper middle class people. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, you get a lot of perspectives that are very much rooted in classism, that are very much rooted in these concepts of, oh, well, I'm the one who's educated enough to get this. When in reality, mm -hmm. it has never anything to do with someone's innate uh, essence of rationality. You are your environment. You are the resources that you have as a person, the material conditions surrounding you as an individual. And so a lot of times when you have like public intellectuals like Jordan Peterson and the like, uh, they spew a bunch of fucking nonsense because they think that they have the authority to. Um, well, intellectuals and... do have negative consequences. The concept of an intellectual, I think, is very much rooted in capitalist thought. Um, there wouldn't even need to be in, – in, there, do, there doesn't need to be intellectuals, but especially for Marxists um, and for left-wing people, um, the concept of an intellectual is – not innately good, but usually you can tell when things are going to shit when any concept of education or quote-unquote intellectualism is viewed with uh, hostility. Uh, this happened in Nazi Germany. This happened in fascist Italy and in Francoist Spain. Um, it's it's a problem, you know. It, it, like, it affects people's critical thinking. And I think, too, like um, a lot of people are like – there's the, these dumb ideas that like – Somehow, if you go into the humanities, it will make you less likely to be a fascist. And then that makes me think about, like, um, Mishima in Japan, who is, like, a very elegant and gorgeous um, poet and writer. Very talented in the humanities, but he was also a, a fucking fascist and a nationalist. And he, like, tried to take over the Japanese government and failed in his coup in the, in the 70s and had to commit seppuku out of shame. So it's like... Yeah. 
Um, I don't think there's any real correlation between intellectualism or the humanities and like being a good person and understanding leftist politics. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, these colleges and our education system reproduces the social order. Yeah, absolutely. And if if you do have actual intellectuals who are aware of the way that the system functions, um, a lot of times to negotiate for more power, they will um, say basically say as much as they possibly can until they're absorbed into the system and are given a lot of resources to basically buy their silence by these Mm -hmm. institutions. Um, But uh, let's get back to that. That was a bit of an aside there, but. Yeah, we do these. You things. know, yeah, we we we're kind of known for that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, one thing with this, um, you know, you know, you're right. I don't know that coup attempt is a correct and correct term I'm because using on the term I mean, insurrection. On I one hand, one. if they could take over the government, they hundred percent would. But you know, they stormed the capital and then just kind of milled about. You know, and like sat in some chairs and like made a big mess and tore some stuff up. And like, um, there were elements there that of like, like hardline ideologically committed Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were also people who are just chuds who yeah. I, I would consider to be fascists as well. But I, I think it's, um, kind of a, a, an important shade to, um, kind of be aware of. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it, there's kind of, as, as this has happened and this, this discussion that kind of always comes up when, you know, some Trump supporter fucking murks somebody, um, is, you know, this insistence by especially a lot of liberals that we need to label everything terrorism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and on one hand, I'm sympathetic, um, to the idea because like, um, you know, I, I think, you know, especially, you know, if you're a black person, you know, I think it's fair to say that the police are terroristic, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, um, I think the, the but term at the same time, like the you most know, simple it, definition is like, some one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter you know and yeah. um i think especially um like there's like one of the oldest stories about the use of the term like comes from some a woman an anarchist who like had a bomb plot it didn't hurt anybody but it destroyed a lot of property and at her court defense she defended herself and said i am not you know a disturber of the peace i am simply a terrorist and at that time she like got out um because i think um, no word exists um, with its meaning intact. Words, I'm of the mind that words are built by how they're used, not what they mean innately. So, like, especially to the word anarchist by most people is not used to mean the political ideology. It's just meant to use like people who are shit kickers and like to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the use of the term terrorism, I find kind of problematic. Um, yeah, because I mean, this, this wasn't terrorism. Yeah, and I mean, it. you know, terrorism in America has usually meant, like, Muslims and, like, mm-hmm. black people and, uh, you know, left-wing political activists and communists. Yeah. Um, it's used to be whatever is a threat to Western capitalist hegemony. Yeah, and I, I do think, like, 
because you know we have laws to deal with what these people did uh, at the Capitol. You know, maybe attempted kidnapping, assault. You know, breaking and entering. You know, damaging yeah. property. Uh, you know, whatever. We have laws to deal with that. And, you know, now suddenly the conversation is like Joe Biden came out and said, you know, he wants to pass domestic terror legislation. Yeah, this is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on one hand, I do actually view the the white nationalist and like Adam Waffen kind of, um, you know, I I do think that is a very real terrorist threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but absolutely, I mean at, Matthew at, Heimbach was a part of, and uh, Nick Fuentes, yeah. that fucking yeah. clown. That kid is like five foot six. I want to grab him by his hair and shake him till he's dead. I fucking uh. hate that prick. I hate. He's blocked me on Twitter. All I did was I sent a picture. In, I replied to one of his uh, fucking silly tirades. Just a picture of him. Just literally, just a screen cap of him looking ugly as fuck because he's disgusting. Immediately uh. blocked me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but I just but um, but yeah, you know, like, you know, on one hand, I do view these people to be, you know, if not a terrorist threat, um, as in they there's the possibility of them committing, you know, so-called terrorist acts or or just committing violent acts in, in general. But, you know, when the capitalist state is in charge of you know dealing with terrorism it always you know like they're gonna pass the patriot act too yeah you know um and i really think that you know these people are not gonna really i mean you know we're seeing now like a lot of them are getting arrested and you know i saw one guy who's like the guy who sat in the desk in nancy pelosi's desk Mm mm-hmm um, he's facing a maximum of a, of up to one year in prison. Of course he is. And the, Jesus. and the people who, you know, did the J20, uh, protests for Donald Trump's inauguration, uh, they were facing up to like 70 years in prison for doing way less. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, this system, even if they do pass some of these, some domestic terrorism law, you know, some white nationalists will probably get caught and swept up in it, but ultimately it is going to be used to repress the left, to repress Black Lives Matter, to repress social move, actual social movements. Um, and I really, you know, um, the more I think about it, the more I think, you know, uh, the the deep state, the CIA, you know, the, the whatever the white you want to call them, the the, uh, I avoid using that term because it will draw like uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's to our uh, but but sometimes. you know like the the national security apparatus whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. you know this is kind of like the the best thing they could have asked for yeah um, was well it's just another an thing to justify to their invasion of privacy and their like app like. Um, I think like when you have such a big quote unquote threat, like, um, oh my God, there's literally a nine 11 happening every day, uh, with COVID still. And, um, oh, so like using an event like nine 11, there's like a really funny art on the articles, like 
this is just going to be used to justify more terror abroad that we're going to use to instigate and like create a feedback loop of endless wars versus no it isn't that's like pretty yeah. much it like that's the only argument people have is like no this definitely won't be used to like further restrict us and to further surveil us and to create a society of control and and it won't even do the thing of you know stopping or hindering the fascists because you know the cops let them into the capital that you know there was some like brawling and scuffling with the police when they were trying to get in but for the most part there's tons of videos of the cops just like letting them right through mm-hmm. and taking selfies with them um they were not shot by the capital police i believe they were shot by um a secret service guy right mm-hmm. i think the one lady who got shot um and you know so you know we already have like a very serious like white nationalist fascist problem and like a large majority of it is from the police um you know um and uh you know now joe biden's gonna give them more uh funding and like there's already some democrats coming out and saying oh the the capital police is underfunded this is a direct result of the defund the police movement um and you know the and the fucking congress they gave a standing ovation to the capitol police after after they got back in session they gave a standing ovation to the very people who let the mob into the capitol like oh my fucking god like it's just completely have you seen the footage of um there's a reporter going in trying to film all this and go and then the police stop this reporter and say you can't go in there like why? well there's just a line of people yeah there's no no but say you can't go in there and then the woman asks sorry why and he says no one is allowed in then she turns the camera to just people walking straight into the capitol building yeah like um and and that's kind of you know, on one end of it too, it's kind of like, that's kind of why I think, um, it's maybe unfair to call this like a coup. I mean, I guess maybe a coup attempt, but at the end of the day, you know, the police know that, you know, Joe Biden's going to give them more funding. Um, why do they need to do a coup? Um, And, you know, now we've seen the response from, you know, the ruling classes, you know, from everyone really, but, you know, the, the ruling classes, like every company is coming out and condemning this. A lot of Republicans can't condemned it. It seems like some of them are kind of ish turning on Trump. Um, I, I wouldn't, I don't expect much from them. Um, but um mike pence is apparently not allowed back in the white house a bunch of his staff trump's uh, staff has resigned um and you know trump right before he got banned from twitter which is so funny um he Mm -hmm. like put out that video of him basically just like conceding with he didn't explicitly say it but he basically was like we need peace and a peaceful transition of power um and like totally threw his supporters under the bus which is also funny Mm -hmm. um but yeah you know it's it's an interesting 
couple days. I um, it's gonna get worse. I think it's gonna get weirder and dumber. Like mm-hmm. um, Marx is right in that um, history repeats itself. You know, first time is tragedy, the second time is farce, and I think we're firmly in the farcical uh, yeah time in history. It's just like I mean, not only has everyone talked about how like uh, satire is dead and it's just all ludicrous and stupid um of the times we're living in but i think what makes it more difficult is um that people are not willing to um, engage they just want to be able to disengage from politics and that's hard talking to liberals right now is difficult because all they want is to not think about the political conditions that they're in they just want to Uh move on with their lives and um that's how shit stagnates that's how you get people like trump that's how you reach this point uh, is when people are disengaged and yeah, and I mean we're we're pretty we're pretty lucky they're stupid as shit uh, because you know I mean I said it before but they literally like broke in you know got led in this huge mob got led into the Capitol and there's a video of them like in in a line and you know those velvet ropes uh, like a queue line Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just oh, they stayed yeah. in the line. Well, and they that, just that was interesting. In that was a very interesting line. like view. Like I think into like not to be like uh, psychoanalyzing shit, but like to like this kind of idea is like they're so su- they feel like they're supposed to be there. You know, like mm-hmm. this is just for them to do these things. And so like, um, and I saw someone else comment about how like um, uh, it's interesting how you can have like these like foot soldier like militia types, and you can have like like senile grannies just walking around with American flags. It's like, Uh it's the same movement, you know, it's completely nonsensical and contradictory all across the board. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that this is what it looks like. It's people who don't understand why things are getting worse and lashing out in the direction that they understand. And for them, it's, uh, indigenous people. It's also people who, uh, just want to make things worse. Um, I don't think that's the case for every single person who's a Trump supporter, but certainly the people who are business owners, they want things to get better for themselves and they don't care if they get worse for everyone else, Mm -hmm. but they definitely blame and stigmatize, uh, undocumented immigrants, um, indigenous people and black people. And, and yeah, there was a a person who said like the quiet part out loud is like, why are they attacking us? Why are they, you know, shoving us and, and gassing us? They're supposed to do that to black lives matter, not to us. Uh-huh. So, it, like, it, you fully understand, like, listening to these people, that they know what they're doing. They know what they believe, like, a good amount of them. Uh, especially, like, the, yeah, the those neo-Nazis, like, baked Alaska and the like. Um, I was surprised that we didn't see, like, James Alls up there because he was at Unite the Right. That fucking uh-huh. piece of shit. Um, I... Sorry. It's just a lot to take in. I don't know. It's just... It's hard to yeah. square because we live in a part of the country too where a, a lot of people are like these people. Mm-hmm. Who, like um they're politically like incoherent and they believe nonsensical shit. Um and there's no getting them out of it unless you like fundamentally change the way they understand reality. Like like it's amazing that like people are like wow, Q is so absurd. But like if you can believe that the earth is flat if you can believe that climate change isn't real, what else could you, what other farce you can believe? Yeah. Like, and what I mean, other if, like atrocity yeah. will you be 
like yeah. you know beholden to believing and understanding like it's um <clears throat> i think more and more i've kind of not become committed to like <clears throat> what's the word like atheism because that sounds like reddit and cum brain but i think above all else we cannot be permissive of pseudoscience like even something as small as like astrology like we need to be really critical of like culturally speaking because i think that shit has consequences long term uh-huh. um in little ways and it balloons up not to say that people who believe in astrology are bad people it's just i think magical thinking and um pseudoscience ultimately are harmful and you just can't like you have to be committed to living in reality and it's just it's that's how you that get when, shit like this it's hard to do that when reality sucks so much fucking much yeah i mean i i don't blame people for believing nonsense to make lives you know their lives easier you know it's you know it's this the opiate of the masses now is not just religion but it's turned into entertainment it's turned mm-hmm. into uh, mass media and and the like it's like a cry out you know of just like people who are completely fucking alienated now again I'm going to say most of the people who protested were definitely um, petit bourgeois. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like these are people who like are landlords and um, or mm-hmm. I can't think of it like uh, they own pool and car dealerships. Like these yeah. are people who are business people, small business people to a reasonable degree. But like they have material conditions that are completely different from other workers i think mm-hmm. workerism is a fucking disease we're like these like i'm seeing so many goddamn people who like like these people like they're storming the capital isn't that good isn't that what you want like well yeah but like it's not the we want to do it not we <clears throat> we want to do it to make leftists should be doing it uh, like and when i say leftists i mean communists socialists maybe anarchists if we're feeling gentle I Not mean, we, social we should... Social Democrats are buddies, but they can't be, you know, comrades. If you know what I'm saying. Well, um, um, but I mean, <clears throat> you know, it, it's. I guess what would you call it? You said workerism. Yeah, Is workerism. You, yeah, I like think this that's idea good, that. I yeah. think that's a good way to, to, thing to call it because it's kind of like like what I was talking about earlier, where these people who would say like. Well, you know, a video of the the riot or whatever, and then say Democrats abandoned rural workers, and now we have this. Yeah. Um, because my problem with that is, is twofold. I mean, first of all, uh, it's just incorrect that these people are workers, uh, rural workers. But two, the implication there is that if they were rural workers, it's okay that they did this. Uh, yeah. Because workers are fundamentally. Uh, well, know, that's like the they thing, too. Like, they adopt the aesthetics of the working workers. class. If you, like, yeah. it's not just, like, I think the difficulty with socialism is, I think, for a lot of people, especially laymen who are, like, or lay people who are observing this, um, <clears throat> they, they like, observing socialist movements, they think that it's, like, always, like, celebrating the working class above all else, like, like reversing the hierarchy. That's not what's being done. The entire purpose of socialism is abolishing the hierarchy, abolishing class mm-hmm. distinctions. And, um, and to like say, Oh, we want to have workers at the top of the pyramid and put the capitalists down here. Like, no, we don't want a fucking pyramid at all. And so like, like we do idealize in some senses workers because they're, you know, I mean, down they do the work. We're the, we're yeah, the they're the reason that like society, society functions as a, as a whole. But the problem like is like 
you can weaponize that kind of thing. That's what I mean when I say like workerism. Because yeah, sure, it's kind of a revolutionary and like in terms of praxis, like to be like, yeah, we put the workers, you know, out at the forefront. Um, but it also um, when you over idealize or like you put like this conception of it where it's like almost um, idolatrous, you know, like it's yeah. well, uh, a religious connotation. That's how you get shit like fascism. Yeah. You know, fascism and, and the, like weaponizes with, that kind of stuff. And the um, problem with that, you know, is that, you know, with this, they kind of how they kind of idolize the workers is that they forget that the reason that workers are important. Mm hmm is not because they're like morally superior or special. Yeah. It's because of their position, uh, you know, to the means of production that mm -hmm. they have the power to grind society to a halt and remake society. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not because they're fucking, it's not because we're special and, you know, we have special, you know, workers are so moral or whatever. Um, you know, it's a very, that's a very, you know, utopian way of thinking about it. And it's just not everything a worker does is correct because they're a worker. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of my problem with that, that whole kind of line of thinking. Um, because, you know, it's very, uh, not, it's not a very Marxist way to analyze the situation in my view. Mm -hmm. But well, no, of course not. I think. Yeah, you, um, it's hard. Like you, um, I think about like the Anna Katchians and the Nick Mullins and, and all these fucking people who like, they see these sorts of folks as like, like these are workers to them in, in their kind of like cum-brained assessment. Um, and like one of these guys is facing consequences in his union for, you know, being a fascist and people are like, Oh, this is terrible. We don't want this poor guy kicked out of his union. Um, we need to be the more The workers selective. in his union want him kicked the fuck out of his union. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And they should want him kicked out of the union. Until they mm -hmm. can, like, demonstrate that he actually, you know, is for the people and is, you know, uh, for his wages. Um, sorry, I'm, like, fucking delirious. Um, and like for like reasonable wages and like all these things and isn't you know a bigoted piece of shit like they have every reason to be suspicious of him every fucking uh -huh. reason like that i wouldn't trust him if i was in his yeah, union with him fucking work. I, yeah um, and that's not to say that like if there's a trump supporter in a union they should be kicked out but you know i'm sorry there's consequences for your actions y'all stormed the fucking capital and we face you know the left when we protest we face protest. We've been facing consequences all motherfucking last year. You know, people getting beat, tear gas, murdered, lynched, fucking run over, um, fucking arrested. You know, charges thrown at them, kettled. So there's consequences to your actions, and we face the consequences, and we do it because we fucking actually believe in something. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I'm, I say I'm delirious, like, but it's really hard to quantify into words how, like, bewildered I am by this whole fucking stupid situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And, and I'm seeing two people who are like, oh, it's Antifa. It's like, no, it's fucking not. It, these are yeah. all, like. I saw yeah. something that was like, 
imagine being one of the guys who stormed the Capitol and had your like wonderful Trump moment, and then you get online, and all the other Trump people who were all weren't there but are online are all being like, "This guy's Antifa," you know. It must like, be difficult so for them these fucking fascists. Um, and I was gonna ask you, do you think, do you think this little kind of mini beer hall push or whatever the fuck push push uh do you think it was successful for them because i mean i obviously um, it's too soon i don't think to we're tell. gonna see the result yeah you're right it's i think short see the term, results it or was the success not, of it. but i don't know i think long because term, now it there's really easily be weaponized and here's my reasoning for saying that um i think this a gives uh biden and co um ample room to demonize and oppress left-wing um protesters while also giving the right wing you know time to build up more ridiculous fantasy bullshit you know how like ben shapiro would say things like fascism is of the left um Mm -hmm. they're gonna use that and they're gonna be like well see this is um (laughs) this is what happens when you have leftism run amok they're gonna start calling black lives matter protesters seditious yeah you know absolutely I I didn't like hearing that word come out. That made me think of like World War One, you know. I that's a little intense. I don't know. Again, I think the problem with like like war between great powers, like most wars, I think for a very long time, unless or I I guess I just mean that it made me think of World War One in terms of like Debs being persecuted under the Sedition Act. Yeah, yeah. That kind I'm of talking about like when I'm thinking like we're in a cold war right now. We're in the second cold war between America and China. China's straight up a superpower at this point. Anyone who says mm-hmm. that China isn't is fucking deluding themselves. And China is dwarfing the United States. Like like um Thank God. Oh god, which was which Soviet leader was the one who said um we will bury you? Um like talking about like all the goods they make. I'm going to look that shit up. I can't recall. Why? Talking about who? Which, which a soviet leader talking about what oh khrushchev there we go um khrushchev a phrase that was used by soviet first secretary nikita i knew it was khrushchev but addressing western ambassadors at a reception um talking about um the amount of goods that they will produce and how well they will do compared like this is actually that promise or that like statement that was completely fucked up because of khrushchev but like that's what China's doing, straight up. Like Whoa. their people are actually like having class uh, mobility. That they are bringing people out of poverty on a huge fucking scale. That's what on they're an absolutely like, historically unprecedented scale. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I, like truly um, a great achievement. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, for all them, like I know that they are state capitalism and all that, and they're still not fully transitioned and all that. But like, but they are they're state, on the path. I, th- I think they're on the socialist transit. They're in the path of socialist transformation. I believe. Yeah, you know, I think more, I more so them, than than the Soviet Union ever even like attempted to achieve. Like they're yeah, and it's terrible. China managed. China has managed to do what the Soviet Union was not able to do, which was to create both a socialistic society and a consumer haven yeah you know um it's it's a lot and and, um but like the i'm not i don't think that there's going to be like a great war again i don't think there's going to be a war between great powers and when i say great power i mean like 
the US and like the UK, like that like level of, oh, these people have equivalent levels of geopolitical sway and uh, militaristic might. Like it's always going to be, or not always, but for a long time going to be uh, very much tiered and hierarchical where it's like the United States is, you know, imperialistically attacking countries that are worse off than us for resources. And that's how it's going to be for a while until the Cold War gets hot, which I have no idea if that will happen. I certainly hope not. I don't think it's profitable long term. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think China is interested in a war. I think China is interested in letting uh, the United States collapse on its own. Uh, Well, I mean, I think it will. I'm hopeful it will. For real. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, if you don't want to destroy America, then you're fucking crazy, I think. (laughs) I agree with you. I agree Um, with you. But yeah, you know, I think this is a good place to end it. We just kind of wanted to, for our episode this week, we, you know, talk about this stuff because it's on everybody's mind. It's all anybody's talking about. I think next week we'll get back to South Dakota news because I think there's a, a decent amount of stuff to talk about um with the marijuana bill and a couple other things so you know thanks for listening everyone um you can uh, follow us on twitter at rfsd pod uh find the show on anchor.fm slash radio free sd where you can also uh, give us a one-time or a monthly recurring donation we always appreciate that i mean you can also leave us a voice message if you want um we would love that we would love to hear yeah, your guys thoughts and whatever um and um yeah so thanks for listening we'll be back next week folks uh have a wonderful day yeah bye bye adios